Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. And DeMond is efforting Lincoln Kennedy. Hopefully you get him. If not, that's okay. We'll just move on. Vinny Bonsignor will join us at 430. He's at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center Raiders HQ. Had an opportunity to talk to a couple players inside the Raiders locker room. And so we'll get all updates from Vinny. Uh, we'll talk to him about the guys that were injured, guys that were there in, in the red practice uh, non-contact jerseys today there at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. I do want to remind you about the Josh Jacobs meet and greet. It's happening tomorrow. Ford Country in the Valley Auto Mall starts at 6 o'clock. You want to be there, make sure you register jjafc.eventbrite.com. That's jjafc.eventbrite.com. And make sure you donate at least two items. And the items are from, they, they need granola bars, fruit bars, fruit cups, ramen, individual bags of chips, crackers, juice boxes, individual cans of pasta like Chef Boy or RD, stuff like that. Uh, so if you bring some cans of food or just a couple, that's all they're asking for is a couple items. Donate at least two items uh, from those items that I just mentioned and uh, register at jjafc.eventbrite.com and you'll have an opportunity to meet and greet, take a picture, or uh, get an autograph from the leading rusher in the NFL, one Josh Jacobs. So that's that's that. We'll be doing that at 6 tomorrow. We'll be at Buffalo Wild Wings before that. Feel free to come by. Wallapai and uh, West Flamingo uh, will be there from 2 to 5 p.m. And then as soon as the show's over, we'll make a beeline. And as soon as uh, we get off the air, DeMond will make a beeline from the radio station all over to uh, Ford Country. And I'll make a beeline from Buffalo Wild Wings to Ford Country. So we're going to be busy, busy dudes uh, the next few days. And that's just how we like it. Of course, Saturday, uh, I think Vinny Bonsignor will ask him at 430. But I think he'll be hosting a lot of folks at the Rockstar, as he always does, before home games. And then on Sunday morning, at 10 a.m., Q's kickoff is the pregame to the pregame show. They will pass the sticks on to JT the Brick and Eric Allen, and then they'll pass the sticks on to Jason Horowitz and Lincoln Kennedy. So uh, that's kind of the lineup for the next few days. Like I said, we're going to be super busy but excited. And really, I'm fired up, Demond. Three of the next four games are all at home. So we haven't had a lot of time at Allegiant Stadium this season, uh, but it's cool. It's backloaded with a lot of home games. So three out of the next four are at home. The only game being uh, Christmas Eve in Pittsburgh, which at first I had planned on going to, but I just kind of the more I thought about it and the more busy that we are around the radio station, we got a lot going on in town. I think I'll just end up staying here. So <laughs> we'll figure out we'll figure out something as far as a little bit extra, maybe an extra show we'll do, uh, maybe prior to the pregame. We'll figure out something. We'll, we'll we'll hook something up for Christmas Eve here for Radio Nation Radio 920, which is a Saturday, and that's the day that the game is, and that is the 50th anniversary of the. Uh, immaculate deception, incompletion, whatever you want to call it. I like to call it incompletion, but I know it's called deception, so I'm okay with that. It's the 50th year anniversary, so that'll be a special game there in Pittsburgh. It was a cool venue to go to. I'll say this. When I went last season, it was a, uh, it was a fun venue to be at, uh, you know, to see all the fans, the, the way that they, you know, prepare for the game, the way they tailgate and everything. And, you know, that's one of the things I like to do when we go to other stadiums is just check out uh, how the natives do it, right, how they just kind of gather around. And I'll say this about Raider Nation. Last year, the night before I got in, I got in pretty late. I spent all day Saturday really traveling. I went – it was so funny. I almost missed my flight, as a matter of fact. I, uh, I left here in Vegas 
at like 7 in the morning, flew to Miami. Go figure. I went, right? I flew from Vegas to Miami to Pittsburgh. But I got in. I got into Pittsburgh pretty late. And I remember uh, the OG, Lucille, she hit me up and was like, hey, uh, you know, Raider Nation is all over at this one sports bar. Uh, you know, you need to come out. And I was like, all right, well, let me get settled into the hotel. And, you know, I'll slide over. I got my little rental car. I'll go see it. Check it out. I expected to see, you know, a good, a good showing from Raider Nation because Raider Nation travels really well. DeMond, when I tell you that this place was packed to the gills, like when I parked, I parked literally around the corner because everything was – was packed i mean it was just there was cars everywhere and then when i walked up there was lines a super long line outside and you know me i ain't waiting in no line i was like oh i'm good i'm good uh, hey <laughs> raider nation this uh this fun little sports bar be damn <laughs> right I'm, I'm definitely i'm definitely uh you know i'm going back to the hotel i'm not i'm not waiting in this line and then uh lucille came out and she was like no 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 you're good all you gotta do is tell them who you are and you, you can get in i was like i don't I don't really want to do that. All right, I'll do it. So then I just, you know, because <laughs> I wasn't waiting in line. I was just like, it's either it's either I'm getting in right now or I'm not. I'm going to get back to the hotel. And so I uh, went in there for a little while, hung out for probably about 30 or 45 minutes, and it was it was packed, dog. I mean, man, Raider Nation really, no doubt about it, showed up and showed out. So I got to give Raider Nation a ton of credit. Uh, my man Rob from Oakland, uh, actually, I ran into him right as I was walking into the game on Sunday. Uh, that was really cool. He's, like I said, he's from the town. He's a really good dude. Uh, he's actually Marshawn Lynch's cousin, but, uh, and I met, I can't remember where I met him at, but I've, I've been communicating with him for a while. He's a really good dude. But it's just so many people were just there. So it's all of a sudden you look up and you're like, oh, that's so and so. Oh, that's my buddy, this. Oh, hey, what's up? Raider Nation does a fantastic job showing up to the, to the away games. They do a hell of a job, and I have no doubt. Christmas Eve is going to be the same. Speaking of cousins, I'm working on a guest booking for next week. Uh-oh. Former Steeler Ramon Foster. Oh, yeah. Because a good friend of his, well, a cousin of his, a good friend of mine. So it's just like, hey, could you give me your cousin's number? And it was like, no, I'll tell him to text you. So oh, that's like, me. Oh. Boo. Boo. I know. Boo. I was like, what? Come on. Nah, it's funny. So we're going to see cool. if Ramon Foster gets back to me. Yeah, no, that'd be cool. Ramon Foster is a hell of a, well, he was a hell of a player. Um, so is he, he's not in the league anymore, right? No, he's not in the league anymore. Yeah. And I hit him up because he actually hosts, um, local radio out in Nashville, you know, oh, okay. so, cause I follow, you know, the Nas, the Nashville radio scene. So nah, it's just like, not you. <laughs> yeah. Ramon Foster. I mean, I wanted to hit him with the hometown, you know, he went to Ripley. I'm from Ripley. Come on, do me a man, solid. Where, my where are you not from? Hey man, I'm from Tennessee, man. We, you know, we claim the whole state. Man, you claim everything. I do. No matter how convenient it is, you yes. claim anything. Exactly. I'm a chameleon, Q. I, you I can guess. never tie me down. No, no, clearly <laughs> not. You're one of those cats that as long as it's convenient, man, you could be from anywhere. You're that guy. You came into the radio station the other day with the uh, with the um, Wakanda Forever accent going. I mean, you know, like you, you, might, you might really be from Wakanda for all I know. <laughs> hey, man, you, you know, you got to, you know. Keep your roots everywhere. Yeah, come on, I guess. Q. Hey, no. come on now, man. You got you claim you got five different hometowns back in the. I in don't know. I don't have five different hometowns. I have a hometown, and then I've lived in a bunch of different places. But you're talking about I'm from here. I'm from there. Give me your uh, give me your your Wakanda Forever voice again that you practice. I'm gonna put you on the spot. <laughs> you really are putting me yeah, on the spot here, on, man. But here's the one line from the uh, movie yeah. Winston Duke and Baku. They do not call him king or general. They call him Cool Cool Gun, the Feather Serpent 
God. Shut up. I'm done. I'm done. I don't even know why I opened up that can of worms. I'm sorry. I apologize, Raider Nation. Someone's thinking right now, they got their head in their hand like, why did Q get them on going on this one? That is hilarious. 702-365-9200. Raider Nation, I want to hear from you. <laughs> Let me know. We got Vinny Boston York coming up at 430. Got a shout-out to our guy. Who won, who won the tickets, Damon? Who was our, our ticket winner? Our guy Ruben in Vegas. Ruben, shout out to Ruben. He's going to uh, the Las Vegas Bowl on Saturday at Allegiant Stadium, and hopefully he's not uh, working on your uh, your one-liners from Wakanda forever, and he's uh, actually going to go and have a really good time. If you haven't seen the movie, just hit me up, and I can do it you know, word for word for you. No, I don't even want to get into that movie review. I, I, uh, I don't even want to go there just because uh, I'm not, I wasn't super impressed with that movie, but there's, there's that. I wasn't. I knew you guys didn't see me, but I threw my hands up in the air. It wasn't that great. It wasn't that great, huh? It wasn't. You gonna come on the radio and uh, you go? Come on, Q. You, this, this is why nobody wants to hear you talk about movies. You don't like any movies. You don't like the Hallmark movies. I'll give you that. I'll give you a I'm pass. About to say, do you? I'll, I'll give you a pass. Those movies are cheesy. Okay. You you were right about the whole bingo card. Thank what you guys you. did on ESPN Radio. Somebody's Thank gonna fall you. in love. Somebody doesn't like Christmas. We get it. Thank you. But Wakanda forever, not your bag, huh? I mean, I, I thought it was good, but it wasn't great. It wasn't all that that everyone thought it was. Cassie came on the show and said, what, she gave it a six? Something like that. Yeah, I think that that's about, I think that's about right. But she goes into all the Marvel movies as a halfway hater. <laughs> you know, she's only doing it for the fiancé. Lil Al Davis hit us up on Twitter and said, Demond the Boss is from Pahrump. <laughs> He said, you ain't from no Tennessee. You ain't from no Ripley, believe it or not. You ain't from no this, that, and the other. You ain't from Wakanda forever. You're from Pahrump. Are they saying that commercial? And don't forget Pahrump. I'll hold it down for them, too. You know, Pahrump needs heroes. Uh, We know that you you weren't a Pahrump hero. Hey, Q. You couldn't even get on the court there, Pahrump. My name's on the wall, Q. Go check it out. You want me to take you to a game? Your name is on the wall because you went up there and wrote it in, in Magic Marker or in Sharpie. Nope, etched in stone, or at least um, whatever you carve a trophy with. You know, they can never take that away from me. Tamon, just because you went up there with a screwdriver and a hammer and chiseled your name into the wall there, the little handball wall or whatever walls you guys had out there, hell, the only wall you might have – no, I ain't going to put you like that. I ain't going to do you like that. I'm going to leave you alone. I'm going to leave you alone. I was about to – I almost stereotyped you. I don't want to do that to you. You're my homeboy. I don't know what you was about, but Q, I'm telling you, man. You know, I, my name. I was about to say you were <laughs> okay. the only wall, the only name that your name or the only wall your name was on is out there in the yard. <laughs> I don't even know what you mean by that. Yes, you do, <laughs> and everybody else does too. Everybody else does too. I can't do you like that though. You're my homeboy, man. You, you keeping you out of keeping you out of trouble, man. I got to keep you out of trouble. It's all good. But Rare Nation, I want to hear from you, man. Who's in trouble this weekend? Who are the player players that you believe will have the biggest impact on this game on Sunday? Uh, we got a text from the 707. So a previous texter made a great point. Carr cannot do what he does and make the impact when the play calls don't allow for it, like only throwing seven times in a half. Calling in plays that makes no sense in the given situation. In your opinion, if Carr just changes it and goes against the play calls and has a victory as a result, what would happen? That may sound immature, but why not at this point? That's a text from the 707. And Well, I, I know one – Derek Carr is not going to go against the plays, right? Whatever's called, he's not going to go rogue and just decide, hey, I'm going to do whatever, you know, I want to do. And, look, the thing about it is you can't just do anything, right? I mean, there's certain plays called in which require certain personnel to come in. And so you can only do so much with whatever personnel is in the game. So the thing about it is 
I feel like, and this is what Derek, this might be Derek Carr to a fault. He wants to do what the coaching staff wants him to do. He wants to please the coaches at all times. He's always said that. I'm just doing what Gruden calls. I'm just, I, I just, I'm just doing what Josh wants. I mean, that's, that's what he always does. Sometimes he might do it to a fault where he's like, okay, I know he wants this ball to go to Devontae on this play, or I know that this play, uh, he wants this ball to go to Mac, And so he'll try to key in on him a little bit too much, right, or, or whoever the player is a little too much. Instead of just – I feel like he doesn't play loose all the time, if that makes sense. I feel like sometimes it's too, it's too much thinking and too much I have to do this right, this right, instead of just going out and trusting who he is. He has all the ability in the world. He has a very strong arm. He's a very accurate quarterback. He has athleticism. We all know that. He uses it sometimes and other times he doesn't. I just don't think he plays that loose. I think that's one of the biggest things. Instead of just going out there and just and not thinking about it, just going doing it, I think that's the biggest issue. Sometimes you try, and I think all of us do this in everything that we do, we try to be too perfect. And when you try to be too perfect is when you aren't perfect at all. It's when you start to make mistakes because you're concentrating on being perfect instead of just concentrating on going out and doing you. Sometimes, you know, we have all these plans here on the show. Oh, we're going to do this, that, and the other. Oh, this is what's going to happen right now. And sometimes those plans work, sometimes they don't. But if you start stressing about it and start really, you know, flipping out, then that's when it gets even worse. That's when it really starts snowballing. Instead of just saying, hey, you know what? This didn't work. Lincoln Kennedy didn't join us? Okay, cool. No problem. We'll just go and do this. Instead of, you know, like, oh, well, it has to be that. Now what do we do? Right? So I think he just needs to be loose sometimes. So I know that doesn't really quite answer the question, but he's not going to go and just do whatever he wants to do. He's not going to go just rogue because that's, I mean, that's just, that's just not what happens. You know, the only time I could see him going and, and calling his plays was last season, and that's because he was in, what, year four of that same system, and he knew it like the back of his hand, and Rich Bisaccia was the head coach and not really uh, in, in control of any of the play calling, and Greg Olson was the guy. So I could see him saying, hey, this is, this is what's required, really having more of a hands-on approach because he knew it like the back of his hand, and that's not what the case is this year. But thank you for that text. I do appreciate you. Uh, let's go out to the phone lines at 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our guy, Houston in L.A. Welcome to the show, my man. What's on your mind? Hey, hey, what's up, Q? Hey, DeMond nailed it, man. I was crying, almost wrecked. <laughs> well, don't do that. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. I pulled over now. But uh, brothers, 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 man, we are the most diehard, dedicated, throughout the years, stress-receiving, championship, not championship-having, going to get them back, but don't know what to do. We were watching football on a Sunday. I lost my fantasy football, but we still got action at the playoffs, bro. Yep. Man, it's crazy, man, being a Raiders fan, bro. <laughs> yeah, it ain't, it ain't for everybody. I know, right? But, man, like – um. I'm seeing a, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a, honestly, I'm seeing an improvement, you know what I mean, in, in the, in the defense. And, um, you know, like he's getting a lot of criticism. And I mean, I'm just sick of blaming people, man. All, all I want is for my man Carr, if he's going to show and prove, bro, go out and do it. You've done it before, man. And no matter all the crap I talk about you while I'm watching the TV that you can't really hear, it's like <laughs> all of it will be forgiven. He's going to win those four games, bro. Let's go to the playoffs. Let's just make it happen. There he goes. Houston and L.A., really good call, my man. I appreciate you. And how many fans do that, right? Sit there and talk trash to the to the TV, and then all of a sudden they're praising the guy. Uh, I got to tell him, my man, Vegas Jess, man, that game against Seattle, man, Vegas Jess was cussing Foster Morrow, man. He was, get, he was giving him the business. He was not letting him have it. 
you know, he was this, that, and the other, man. He was cussing them up one, one side of the street and cussing them down the other side of the street. And then all of a sudden he got that game-time touchdown. He was like, that's my guy. That's my guy, Foster. That's right. That's right. I knew to do it. So I knew all I had to do was talk about him, and he catch a, he catch a touchdown pass. But that's, that's the beauty of being a fan because that's how it goes, right? You're mad at a player one minute, and then you're happy the next minute. You're happy at a coach one minute, then you're angry at the coach the next minute. Let's go back out to the phone lines real quick. Talk to Hardcore Raider. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, Q. How you doing, man? Good, good, good. Hey, uh, so one of the things I want to talk about is the Tuck game. I know a lot of people think it's played out, but, uh, you know, it, it still don't settle right with me, man. I mean, after all these years, I wish I could just forget it and move on. But, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, Walt Coleman, you know, he was the referee that, um, you know, made that terrible call um, for Brady fumbling the football. And, you know, he retired back, I think it was like 2018 or 2019, and we all thought that he was like, you know, uh, done. But the reality is his son is actually coaching and a line judge uh, for the NFL as a referee as well. And his son was coaching the Saints game, which I didn't know until I did some research recently. But, um, you know, his son isn't isn't coaching this game. But, you know, that, that tough game, dude, we've won one game since that game against the Patriots. And that was the next, the following year, the year we went to the Super Bowl. But, you know, like if Coach McDaniels and this staff doesn't understand the importance to Raider Nation of us against the Patriots and how their dynasty rose and us um, was on the downfall, I think that's a huge uh, mistake for them to not take this to heart. You know, I'm not saying they are or that they aren't. I just hope that they understand the importance to uh, fans like myself that are diehard that really take that game personally, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the other thing I wanted to say is, uh, you know, Hunter Henry for, uh, you know, the Patriots, they're tied in. That dude's no slouch. You know, he had a, a really nice big play down the middle of the field. And I've been, you know, worried about the middle of the field and the Raiders for uh, pretty much the whole season. So I'm definitely worried about that. They got two running backs that filled in when Stevenson went down. And both both of those backups, so it's like third and fourth string guys now, both of those guys actually look pretty damn good. So I'm actually a little concerned about their uh, running backs as well. And then, uh, you know, the last thing, I don't exactly agree with most of the people, even the people covering the Patriots, that are saying that, you know, uh, Matt uh, uh, Patricia can't call offensive plays. Um, maybe he's not doing it right now, but Mac Jones is no Tom Brady, okay? However, you know, it's going to be pretty sad if they come in and their offense ends up looking like, you know, making Matt Patricia look like the next, you know, greatest, you know, offensive coordinator and we get tore up. You know, once Matt Patricia gets this figured out with his defensive skills, I think it's going to be, I think he's going to be a good uh, game caller. Like, no, nobody even asked Josh McDaniels, like, how long it took for him to get uh, the transition down from a defensive guy to, I think it was a quarterback coach and then an offensive coordinator. I'm sure it wasn't overnight, but, you know, like, I'm just not overlooking Matt Patricia, and even though there's been some bad play calling, uh, people have said, you know, uh, I just hope this guy don't come in and tear our defense up because that's going to be really um, uh, disappointing, to say the least. So, appreciate you, man. All right, good stuff, Hardcore Raider right there. And, look, the one thing about it is every time we hear that offensive struggle – a lot of times you see the Raiders' defense give up a lot of points or that quarterback has a really good game, to your point. But I will say the last few weeks, uh, to Houston and L.A.'s point, I think the defense has played better. And I know, of course, the last thing we remember is giving up a 98-yard drive, which that's not better. But I feel like for the majority of the game, 
they were they were in control of that game. And if the offense had actually helped out a little bit in the second half, then wouldn't be talking about a loss. But you know, you can't go back and change what already happened. I feel like the defense is getting better, so we'll see. I I don't think the one area where I do disagree with you, hardcore. I don't think Matt Patricia is a very good offensive coordinator. I don't think he's going to be a very good offensive coordinator. I think he's barely a good defensive coordinator, to be honest. I think he's just okay. I think he's a good assistant, but that's it. And, you know, not a, not a guy that's like the leader of the charge, right? I just, it just seems like he's not, not too sure of himself. I think that what's going to happen after this year, Matt Patricia will go back to the defensive side of things and help out there, and they'll bring in an offensive play card. That's just my gut feeling. I don't know. I don't cover the Patriots, obviously, but I just – I don't – I haven't seen a whole lot of confidence, and, and there's nothing that Matt Patricia's really done that gave me confidence. Like, yeah, I think he can get a little bit better. You know, and I do think Mac Jones is a pretty good quarterback. I liked him a lot uh, coming out of college. I didn't think he was the best quarterback coming out in the draft, but I thought Mac Jones was good. Uh, he's obviously shown he can win, and you put some nice weapons around him like you had at Alabama, he can win a championship. So there's that. I uh, got a tweet from Cra- Crazy Raider Rad 2.0. First of all, great name. And he said, you know when Carr plays loose? When the Raiders are down and has no choice. I wish the coaches would let him be more free and just go out and sling it. I was at the Rams game and still uh, still mad we ran so much in the second half. I said we need to be up at least three scores and not assume that it's over. That's from Crazy, Crazy Raider Rad 2.0. Say that thing five times fast. Crazy Raider Rad 2.0. And, yeah, that's why he's so good at the end of the games normally, right? Because he just has to go and make it happen. Just go, go, go. And so uh, a lot of times that's when he's not thinking about it. But he's got to be able to have that mentality, not just when it's the last second of the game and just, oh, we have to score and we don't have a lot of time, so I just got to go and make it happen. He's got to be able to have that mentality throughout the course of the game where he's not thinking, he's just going out there and doing. That's what separates the, the good from the greats. The greats can do that all the time and just go out there and play with, you know, hair on fire without really thinking about every step that they take. Let's get one more quick call in. Raider X in L.A., welcome to the show, my man. What's on your mind? Hey, gentlemen. Good day to you. Hey, I think it's kind of timely uh, from uh, Crazy Raider Rag. That's exactly what I was going to tie into. Going, uh, kind of uh, comparing uh, Mac Jones to De- uh, David Carr. Derek Carr. Um, <laughs> you know, looking at it, you know, Mac Jones had a pretty good, you know, uh, season with uh, McDaniels, you know, calling the shots. Yep. And looking at it, you know, you know, Carr, I, I think, is you know has some of the same skill set, but also he's a nine-year veteran. And, you know, everybody says, you know, usually that speaks upon him, is that he's a pretty smart guy and he has a photographic memory. So, you know, kind of tying into, you know, that the, the texture, you know, uh, like I said, a crazy rad. But, you know, I, I think there needs to be a little bit more flexibility because you look at Carr on some of the plays that he does, it just seems too damn scripted. And I don't mean scripted that maybe even uh, McDaniels is, is, is limiting him. I think just Carr, like you said, stays to the script and it's almost like robotic. He looks for that read, he looks for that player, and he only stays to that player. And then if he has a lot of time, which you know that offensive line is not going to give him, then he might go through some progressions. But he's pretty damn deliberate. And I think going back to when you see him really at his best is when he's under pressure. And I don't mean pressure up the gut you know, coming through, you know, the line. I just mean time or coming from behind or all decks are on the table um, and all cards are on the table, and he just winging it. And because I think he's ad-libbing because the guy is no dummy. He's a very smart quarterback, and I think that if you give him that flexibility and they loosen it on him and start letting him do his thing, I think he can succeed. I think it's just too damn hard, and he's trying to, 
fit in that system and be in that awkward square peg in these this round hole, and it's not going to work. There has to be some give and take going into this 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 off season. If they choose to stay with Carr, there's going to have to be some accommodations from the head coach, from Nick Lombardi. I think that, that McDaniel's going to have to succeed or you know succumb a little bit of that those responsibilities, and also do with Derek Carr. You know, do some different things, and I think that's the same thing that I think that that Graham's not doing. I think Graham is trying to, work, you know, make this defense work the way he wants it to, rather than work around what he has on that defense defensive side of the ball. And we all know that he has some holes. There needs to be some big adjustments, brother. What do you think? All right, thank you so much for the call. Definitely appreciate you. I mean, it's 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 a good thought. You know, I mean, some ma- major adjustments. It it makes sense. You know, I, I just don't know how many major adjustments are going to be made the last quarter of the season, right? That's kind of something that we were talking about earlier in the show. I don't know how much of everything is going to get opened up these last four games, or are they going to just be comfortable with what they got right now, try to get these guys to master that, and then go into the lab in the off season and work on some more. I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just talking from you know whatever I think could potentially be happening, but I have, I have no idea. I guess we'll get our first glimpse on Sunday, and we'll see what it looks like, and then we can have a better uh, idea. But Raider X, thank you for the call, my man. It's always good to hear from you. Uh, let's go down under real quick. We got Vinny Boston York coming up, but let's go to Cam in Australia. Welcome to the show, brother. Hi, thanks, Q. How are you, bro? You good? Oh, fantastic. Magnificent. Uh, I think we need a big game from Tillery, especially after what he did on the weekend. Uh, and uh, I think... The other one is Josh McDaniels. I mean, he says all the right things. He's got it all going on. But some of his play calling sometimes, you just go, what the hell are you thinking there, mate? (laughs) So I'd like to see Josh have a good four-quarter game. And I'd like to see Tillery come out and get at least a sack to make up for what he did on Thursday night. Okay, there you go. I like it. Great to hear from you, Cam. I appreciate you. A sack from Tillery and a four-quarter game called by head coach Josh McDaniels. We'll ask Vinny Bossignor. He'll join us next. It's Red Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. And it's time to go inside the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Sponsored by Embajador Tequila and presented by the Realty One Group. And Vinny Bonsignor joins us on the phone lines now. And Vinny, we thank you so much for your time this afternoon. I got to start off with the halftime show for uh, the game on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium is going to be T-Pain. Was T-Pain in your wheelhouse? Was he in the young Vinny Bonsignor's wheelhouse? He was a little outside uh, my circle, uh, but from you know what I have heard, I like a little bit younger, um, you know, uh, trending a little bit younger th- th- uh, than me, but uh, but certainly um, uh, unacted. I'm kind of excited to check out uh, at halftime. So, is T-Pain a uh, a guy that Noah or your daughter Jasmine is a big fan of? Uh, no question about it. That's more in their way at wheelhouse. And I loved how they called him, what was it, the Tallahassee, um, forget how they referred to him in the press release, but I guess he's from Tallahassee, Florida. So, yep. uh, so I know that there was a lot of talk in the media room today, uh, from some of the reporters. Uh, it, it got him pretty hyped up when they, uh, when, when the Raiders released that one, uh, that we found out who's performing on Sunday. Let's hope that the Raiders put on as good of a performance <laughs> as, as T-Pain. 
Tallahassee Trailblazers, what they called them in yep. the in the press That's release. What it was. Yeah, exactly. So pretty excited about it. There was a time and period when T Pain was on everything, so I'm pretty excited as well. I'm much more excited. Oh, let me ask you this: Was Tashawn happier about T Pain than he was Izzy Azalea? I think he's feeling this one a little bit more. <laughs> I have not. I, so I, I cannot confirm that because I did not talk to him about it. But I got a feeling that yes, I think he's. Uh, this is going to get his vote of approval. There you go. I, I agree 100%. Again, Vinny Boston, yours, our guest here on Raider Nation Radio, 920 Unnecessary Roughness. All right, let's get down to what really matters, and that's the Raiders. Like you said, hopefully they put in a better performance than what we saw on Thursday. And, you know, Vinny, a lot of the questions that have been brought up this week have been about the Raiders and where they're at right now after that loss on Thursday. You were in the locker room following the game. From every report that I've read and heard, it was a, it was a bad place to be. Like, the, the Raiders locker room was tough. You were there. How have you seen the players respond since that tough loss that they had on Thursday? Um, the locker room has been, uh, has been, has been good uh, the, the last couple of days that, that we've been in there. So I think they've bounced back from that. You know, it helped, obviously, that they had a couple of extra days to kind of lick their wounds a little bit. Um, but, you know, now when we look at the last four games of the season and, and they've kind of played themselves into a situation where the playoffs are kind of a moot point at this point, um, kind of a pipe dream, um, and I think a bigger picture starts coming into play. And I feel like the fate of some uh, Raiders players, key Raider players, um, are on the line over these next four games or so. Uh, I think some hard decisions are going to be made. And I think a lot of it's going to be predicated on, on how this season finishes up. And that starts, and that, and that includes everybody. Uh, all 53 guys on the roster. I just wrote a story about this, uh, that's going to be publishing here pretty soon. But, uh, but there's going to be some changes. Uh, and, and some people are on a, if you want to put it in a scholastic standpoint, uh, it's kind of like, uh, taking your final exam here. Uh, and, and, and uh, some jobs are going to be on the line without well, a doubt. Got- they got four games to get it done. Two guys that we anticipate may be in action on Sunday, Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro. We heard from uh, you yesterday. You get you sent us over that great sound for both guys in the locker room. What is your gut feeling on those two dudes? Do you think you see them on the field on Sunday? Yeah, they, it seems like the, um, you know from what, what we've been able to see uh, on the practice field, it feels like they're going full bore uh, out there. I know talking to Darren, he said, look, I want to I wanna stack – together a full week of full practices uh before you know making kind of that determination um and and that's it's been a long time since he's done that we have to go all the way back to october 10th the week of the kansas city chiefs game or, or prior to that uh where that was the last time he, he practiced fully uh and put it put together a full week of practice so uh even after he came back you know with after he after he hurt the the hamstring and came out to practice uh, it was always on a limited basis, um, you know. So he wants to he wants to see how this leg responds to a full week, week of practice before that determination is made. But I have a feeling that both the guy, both guys are going to be out there pretty soon. Vinny Bonsignor is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio nine twenty. Unnecessary roughness. Demond's got one for you. Vinny, have you already, you know, apologized to Mia Copa for getting the Raiders, you know, a little trick of a of a hack on, you know, having ah. somebody, you know, put their finger on the tee before the kickoff? Because I think you were the first reporter to ask Coach McDaniels about that in a press conference. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I even told Daniel Carlson today, like, hey, we kind of felt bad about having to write that story because I knew that why they were doing it, you know. Um, and he was like, you know, he just laughed. He's like, hey, you guys got to do it. You guys have a job to do. No worries. Uh, but yeah, um, you know, attention got drawn uh, to that, and uh, the league said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! 
uh, let's look at this thing again. Uh, and they took, took that away really quick. You know, talking to Daniel about it, he feels like they did it because um, they want more touchbacks and they want that play to be safer than it is. So they feel like kicking it out of the end zone um, means less players having to deal with potential, you know, or put themselves in harm's way. Here's my thing. If you're going to go that far with it, then just eliminate it altogether. Let's just start yeah. it at the 20. Why even going through this? Um, if, if you're going to take away a tactic, which why the Raiders wanted to kick it right inside that, you know, five-yard line, kick it really high so that their defender or their, their uh, coverage guys could run uh, down there and, and cover it so that, you know, you're knocking them down before the 25, hopefully within the 15-yard line, maybe 20-yard line. So if the league is saying, nah, we'd rather you just kick it out of the, out of the end zone, well, let's just cut to the chase uh, and let the starting point always be the 25-yard line. Man, look at that. Vinny breaking some more news for us. Do you think that the Raiders, they obviously can't appeal it. The season's almost over. But do you think they would have a real grievance with the league for them, like basically saying, hey, we don't want you to do this, or you can't challenge the NFL on a rule so small? Uh, no, they're, it, 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 that's done. They could try to uh, – the only thing, that, the only um, avenue they really have right now um, is to propose a rule change. And, you know, teams have to sponsor that. They have mm-hmm. to get support from the rules committee. It has to get through a certain committee uh, before it gets to a vote. So there's a long process involved. Uh, and I don't know if the, if the Raiders, you know, feel like it's worth uh, that time. But for a couple of weeks there, there was a little loophole that opened. They jumped right on it. So give them credit, you know, for yep. trying to figure out every which way uh, to put themselves in an advantageous position. That's exactly what they did. But too many people saw it. Too many people noticed. And the league said, no, we're not going to do that. No, I give them a lot of credit. I really do. I don't care how long it lasted. I give them a lot of credit for for seeing it, uh, allowing the league to clarify and say that it was legal to do it, so they went and did it until they couldn't do it anymore. So I, I give them a ton of credit, and I honestly hope that I see more loopholes like that that Josh McDaniels and company sniffs out. I think that that's really good coaching, and I think that's really good scouting and just showing that you're on top of everything. And that's, that's to me, that that's that's a good sign right there as far as – I'm concerned now. Vinny Bonsignor is our guest from Raider Nation Radio 920. You can catch him in the morning, the morning tailgate with Clay Baker and Heidi Fang. Also, uh, all his work is on the RJ. The Las Vegas Review-Journal does a fantastic job with both. As far as this game and the next four games, Vinny, I mean, what do you need to see from this team? You know, I mean, who who do you think needs to really step up? And, and you mentioned earlier kind of guys auditioning for their jobs. And who do you think needs to have some big games these these final four? Well, collectively, for sure, they need to win uh, as many of these games as possible. Um, I think that, you know, this offense, uh, assuming that, you know, Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro are out there, uh, need to start showing uh, the decision makers and everybody else uh, why it was uh, that they put this thing together and justify why they put this thing together, why they gave guys contract extensions, um, you know, and created this window uh, for themselves. Again, we've only seen... Darren Waller, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Derek Carr on the on the field together, uh, 43 snaps this year out of 840, 850 snaps that they've had. Uh, that's that's not a lot at all. Um, and so they want to see what this offense looks like. Um, I do think that you know even starting with with the court, you, you know everything is on the table right now. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Um, and I and I think that this team is uh, open to making changes, maybe even significant changes from a personnel standpoint. Um, you know, to, to get where they want to go to and make this roster uh, the kind of roster that they want uh, to move forward with. So there's a lot of people that are on notice right now, guys, and I'm, you, there's no way to really sugarcoat that. That's yeah. just the fact of the matter. 
Um, and guys need to step up and, and, and play. Uh, I wouldn't say decisions uh, have necessarily already been made, uh, but I think that there's some, um, there's some leaning in certain directions, let's put it that way. So we'll just have to see how it all plays out and what that ultimately means. Uh, for for some Raiders players, but there isn't anybody on that 53-man roster that isn't under scrutiny right now. You know, Vinny, I was looking at the defense all year long, and they've you know been really hot and cold, but it seems like as of late, and I know the last thing we saw was them giving up that 98-yard touchdown drive on Thursday night, but I feel like as of late, the last few games, they've really been playing a lot better. How have you seen that defense improve? Yeah, I completely agree, and you know, I think it starts with uh, some of the pressure that they've been able to create. Uh, up front, including, you know, on the perimeter and uh, on the interior. Uh, you know, unfortunately for, for Sam Webb, uh, the lasting memory that we have is him giving up a long touchdown pass uh, to Van Jefferson. It wasn't terrible coverage. It was really a good throw as well. you got to tip your cap sometimes. You know, I think if he had it back, uh, he wouldn't give up uh, outside leverage, um, you know, the way he did. Uh, and that was probably part of the demise. I do know for a fact that safety needed to be over there or should have been over there and was expected to be over there, that kind of got blown. Uh, so the help that he was uh, you know, due and expecting wasn't where it, where it needed to be. But I agree with you. In an overall sense, I think Sam Webb has played fairly well and, and keeps improving. I think Trayvon Merrig uh, has put together a couple of solid uh, outings after struggling a little while. Obviously, Nate Hobbs working his way back uh, into the mix. It wasn't going to happen overnight. You know, He missed a lot of time, and the physicality that he plays with, um, you, know, you had to expect that there was going to be some rust. Uh, but I thought he played, you know, a little bit better on uh, on Thursday against the Rams. So collectively, I feel like this defense has played well. What that, and it makes it even more frustrating that they shot themselves in the foot the way they shot themselves in the foot on Thursday. You just can't have those types of mental errors. Uh, and I'm talking about obviously Jerry Tillery uh, knocking the ball out of Baker Mayfield's hands right in front of the referee. <laughs> you can't, as Cleve Farrell did, line up in the neutral zone on a punt to gift wrap a first down, Max Crosby jumping off sides on a third down to, to give the Rams a first down. You just can't do that in those in those moments. And what it ultimately did, Q, uh, to your point about this defense playing better, it completely wiped out what was actually a pretty good defensive effort by the Rams, or excuse me, by the Raiders. Uh, and that's just really, really frustrating. Vinny, something I want to ask you about, because you mentioned everyone's going to be on notice on this 53-man roster, and with John Simpson being released and Lester Cotton and the new pickup that they've made from Denver, hope I'm saying this right, Natani Muti getting a call up. I don't expect him to start, but maybe he could get some reps. But how much can players that are backups at this point in the season show, hey, that they do have some potential? Like you said, they could pass the test for this Raiders new for this new regime if they're not getting the, the quality reps for the rest of the four games? Uh, that's a great question. And one way that you can do that, and John, John Simpson obviously uh, fell short of this, is when your number gets called, be ready to go. And I think there were um, some things that, that he did in that game that just showed he wasn't. And that's unfortunate because, you know, we've seen examples uh, of guys that got their opportunity, you know, maybe getting elevated from the practice squad and having a role. Um, you know, uh, in the, in the, in the game and excelling and knowing where they were supposed to be, knowing what their role was, their assignment was, where they were, uh, you know, what, what they were supposed to do on that particular play and, and earn themselves some respect and earn themselves, you know, some more time because of that. John Simpson did the complete opposite. Uh, and he found himself released the very next day because of that. That's really, like I said, it's unfortunate because you have to prepare like you're going to get, you know, like you're going to play. Even if you're not going to play, you have to prepare like that because 
football being the way it is and sports in general being the way it is, you're always a play away from playing. And so when your number gets called, be ready to go. And I think that's one way that uh, some of these role players and some of these reserve players that might get a tap on their shoulder at some point over these next four games, whether it's because of an injury or whether because the team just wants to evaluate some guys. When that opportunity comes, be ready, both mentally and physically. No doubt. No doubt about it. Again, you never know when your number is going to get called, but you better be ready to go when it is. And John Simpson, he was already uh, kind of in the doghouse and lost his uh, starting spot early in the in really in training camp preseason. And, well, when his number was called, he still wasn't ready. So there he is. He's on the outside looking in. Final question for you, Vinny. Uh, DeMond brought up Natani Moody. Do you think he gets some action this weekend? I, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to imagine um, – you know, with that short week of a, of a practice for him. But at the same time, you know, obviously they're really thin at guard. Um, I, I guess I wouldn't rule out Jermaine Illuminor uh, getting the nod there and then getting Thayer Munford out there at right tackle. Maybe that's the direction that the Raiders take. Okay. But by the same token, they didn't bring him in, um, you know, not to uh, get a chance to look at him. He's a, he's a player that I think that they like, um, somebody that they feel like, hey, um, you know, maybe that's, that's part of our future. So why not get him out on the field? I know, and there'll be some concessions made if that's the direction that they go and that, hey, he just showed up, so you have to uh, judge it accordingly. But there's ways that they, you know, they give a test to players uh, on Fridays on the game plan. So if he, if he checks off those boxes from a mental perspective, uh, I don't think there's any doubt that he could pull it off physically. So we'll see. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he gets some time on Sunday. There you go. I'm interested to see it. I'm being happy to be back at Allegiant Stadium. feels like we haven't been there pretty much all season long. It's been a lot, but we got three in the last four games, so that'll be a lot of fun. Vinny, uh, what do you got going on? What do you got cooking tonight? You got anything going on, and what do you got coming out that we should be on the lookout for? Saturday night over at the Rockstar Bar uh, and Grill. Um, I know that there's some Raider fans that are really frustrated right now. We feel it. We, You know we do, Q. Oh, yeah. Uh, we feel the pain. We feel the anger. We feel the frustration. Hey, come hang out with us. Uh, Saturday night, you know, uh, top down a couple of cold ones. Uh, we're your shoulder uh, to, to to cry on a little bit. So uh, we get it. We understand it. Let's go have some fun over at the Rockstar Bar and Grill and set up for what is an important game against the Patriots on Sunday. There it is right there. And then you got your piece that's dropping, you said, in a few minutes or should be dropping pretty soon? Yep, absolutely. And, it's uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, speculation or just, Kind of, kind of drawn out about you know what what this next month might be uh, for a lot of Raiders, but mainly Derek Carr. All right, there you go. It's a great tease from Vinny Bonsignor. Vinny, thanks so much, my man. Appreciate you, and I'll see you tomorrow, and I'll see you on Sunday as well. All right, have a good one, you guys. Take care, Devon. All right, brother, there he goes. Vinny Bonsignor, our tag team partner right there. You can catch him every morning on the morning tailgate, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. right here on Raider Nation Radio 920 with Clay Baker and Heidi Fang. Speaking of Clay Baker, he's out at the Sahara Las Vegas Thursday night football, Niners and Seahawks, NFC West battle, and it's on Amazon Prime. And he'll be there at the Sahara Las Vegas inside of Chickies and Pete's, and he'll have all the action for you, of course, a bunch of prizes for you, great televisions, Great sports bar. That's a great location. The food is fantastic. Definitely encourage you to go on by. Check out Clay Baker. Make sure he's busy, man. Keep him busy. You know, go on in there and be like, Clay, I need some hookup. Clay, I need some hookup. Don't let him sit down and don't let him do anything. As soon as he gets ready to sit down, be like, Clay, Clay, come over here, dog. Like, just just harass him. Make him work hard for three hours, three-plus hours. He'll be out there till at least 8 o'clock. Go check him out. Chickies and Pete inside Sahara Las Vegas with Radio Nation Radio 920. It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. 
on Raider Nation Radio. Got a couple minutes left in today's show. Me and Damon were just having a great conversation off the air, which is probably where our best work happens is off the air. <laughs> right now, Natalie's driving like, it better not be your best work is off the air, Q. We're going to have to have a come to Jesus meeting. Natalie is our boss. <laughs> Natalie is the big boss boss. But, uh, yeah, uh, we were having a conversation about what we see and we've been hearing from a lot of different people uh, that, that are, you know, beat writers. Like Tashawn Reed, he put out a piece on The Athletic about Derek Carr. Vinny just teased a piece that he put out on the RJ is going to drop about Derek Carr. And it sounds like from reading these guys' pieces and just kind of reading in between the lines like I like to do, that these next four games are going to be really huge for QB1. I have my own plan, and this is from nowhere but my, my brain, which we all know how things happen in my brain, right? Sometimes things, you know, you never know what's going to yeah, You never know what's going to happen when it comes to my brain. I have my own plan of attack, and I think I'll bring it up tomorrow. I'll be at Buffalo Wild Wings, West Flamingo, and Wallapai. We'll have our usual guest. I'm expecting Cassie Soto. I think Paloma Villacana might stop by as well and join us if she didn't get to join us earlier in the week, talk a little UNLV. We'll have other guests as well. We'll have some more Patriots report, get a final you know, update on the injury report. But I think that that will be one of our main talking points on tomorrow's show will be what I think the Raiders' plans long-term should be for the next four games and the next couple seasons. What I think the Raiders need to do. The plan that I'm going to go into the offseason with, even though there's still four games, and what I think the next four games will determine or should determine when it comes to the Raiders roster, when it comes to who's the quarterback, when it comes to who the main players are. I'm just going to go full throttle with what I think the plan should be. Again, this is just coming from my brain, so there's that. Take it with a grain of salt. But we'll do that tomorrow. Raider Nation, we definitely appreciate you. Make sure you check out Clay Baker. Again, he is at Chickies and Pete's inside of Sahara, Las Vegas. He's got a ton of prizes for you. He has a great time out there each and every Thursday, Thursday night football, week 15. Week 15 is here. Seattle and the 49ers NFC West battles going on on Amazon Prime, so make sure you enjoy that. I just saw uh, a piece on Amazon Prime, and I couldn't hear it, but I saw it. It was Richard Sherman and Tariq Woolen were uh, having a long conversation, and I can only imagine how cool of a conversation that was. A, C- a former Seattle cornerback that was great in Richard Sherman and up-and-coming one in Tariq Woolen. So I'm sure that conversation was a hell of a conversation. So anyway, we'll be back tomorrow, Red Nation, live from Buffalo Wild Wings. Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. Have a great evening.